Did you miss us? Because we're back with uh, another installment hello. of the Pals Podcast. I'm your co-host, Ricky Liorti. And uh, my name is George, last name Bootsalis. I'm Bootsy. The, I'm the Greek one, if you didn't know. Um, hey, guys. Thanks for tuning in. What a journey it's been. What a year. Who would have thought we're 100 and something episodes in? Thank you all for uh, continuing to support this show. It means the world to us. But you know what would mean slightly more to us? If you could just pop on over to Spotify, Apple, YouTube, and hit that subscribe button on all three. It's just super important for us. You know, help those downloads go up and also shows how much you care. The more you subscribe, the more you care. I think that makes sense. Uh, but also, if you could leave us a five-star review, that would be amazing on Apple Apple and Spotify. I believe both have them. Just leave us a five-star review. Tell us why you like it. We would be very, very appreciative. And uh, maybe we'll be giving out some prizes to whoever leaves us a review. We'll pick some names. I don't know. We got some merch. We got some gear. Anyways, guys, that's all. Rick, who do we have on the podcast? We have a new pal of ours. Born in Ontario, currently living in Alberta, Jade Eagleson. If you don't know who Jade Eagleson is, he's one of the new up-and-coming rising stars in the country scene in Canada. He was just nominated for a Juno for Country Album of the Year. And ooh, if you ooh. listen to this out al- this episode, you'll even hear him play one of his new singles live on the podcast. That's a Paul's podcast. That's a Pals, Pals? Eh? That's a Pals podcast exclusive. <laughs> exclusive. So, no, but Jada, he was a great guest that we had. He's got a bunch of great songs called uh, Some of Them Close, Got Your Name on It, All Night to Figure You Out, uh, and a bunch of others. So, great guest, great episode. Take a listen. Thanks, Jade. Best of luck, and we hope you come away with that, with that hardware. That's all. Let's say a quick thank you to the people who help keep the lights on. We'd like to give a shout out to our presenting sponsor, Cottage Springs. Uh, they make some of the greatest vodka waters, vodka sodas out there. Uh, definitely check them out at your local LCBOs. Zero carbs, zero grams of sugar. Uh, we've said it on this podcast numerous times. Some of the best drinks we've had. They just actually released a new raspberry lime vodka water and a new vodka lemonade. So check those out at your local LCBO or check them out online at Cottage Springs. That vodka water, by the way, is in like a four liter box or something. Yeah. That thing looks like a good time. Can't wait to bust that up for the cottage. Oh, yeah. Want to give a shout out to RFP Design, our good friends and our pal Andrew Moretti. They were the they were gracious enough to donate uh, to get to get one to provide us with this this incredibly beautiful couch that has really imp- uh, made our studio space and our and our online uh, video pop a lot more. They make custom furniture. They do custom beds, custom couches, custom chairs, custom dresses, anything you need for your house. Custom that they can they they can make it. Uh, Andrew is is not. He is a serial entrepreneur and one who will is not shy to take on any new uh, task or project. Nothing's too big or too small. They are one of the. They got to be one of the fastest growing custom manufacturers, custom furniture manufacturers in Canada. Um, shout out to them. Shout out to the team over there for making this amazing couch. Shout out to Andrew. Go check them out, guys. www.rfpdesign.com and let them know the pal sent you. And I guess last but certainly not least, give a shout out to Cast. Uh, our baby and the newest and hottest social voting platform. Also no social media, but we're trying to get away from that because we're trying to be a little more objective. And what we're trying to do is be the objective assembly of public opinion. How we do so is we remove the friction of participation in online conversations by allowing people to be honest, authentic, unique, objective, and just downright curious. We eliminate the social pressures. We eliminate the influence. We eliminate all of those things that would skew someone's opinion. Um, in order to deliver fully objective and transparent results to our users and let them think for themselves. Because at the end of the day, everyone should think for themselves. I think that's about it. Go 
to down, go to joincast.co to download now. We are in beta, but the app is still fully functional and it's up and running. So get on there now to get your usernames and start casting today because it's about to blow up. My pal, LFG. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs>
But a couple years ago, I had a surgery, so I was out of commission for about a month. Uh, three weeks, let's call it. So I said, you know what, I got all this extra time. I can't do any physical activities. Let me just do, let me learn an instrument, how to play something. And I'm a big fan of uh, Mumford & Sons. So I said, you know what, let me oh, learn yeah. how to play the banjo. I'm going to learn how to play the banjo. Picked it up. I did maybe three lessons. And I still couldn't get past like the first chapter of like one of the books I bought. And I just gave up. Well, the, the banjo rules are extremely tasking. Like, it's it's not easy, right? Well, it's like my fingers just don't bend like that. It's just. Yeah, that's, and the best, I'd say that's the confusing part. Yeah. The best part was is that when Ricky told me he was going to do this, he's like, I'm going to buy a banjo. I was like, well, hang on a sec. Like, I'm not super talented by any means in music, but I have a music background. Like, I came up through music in high school and all that. Um, and I was like, you know, I've messed around with the guitar some of the like uh my background's greek so there's a greek guitar i've used and i find it very difficult and we're just like i'm gonna buy a banjo i was like okay like pump the brakes a little maybe <laughs> maybe rent one and try it yeah like three days in he was uh whatever he said three lessons in he was done <laughs> oh it's, it's it's tricky you say greek that's amazing there's a lot of great like uh like um gut string guitar players from that background what is the one i was trying to learn uh, a greek song the other day and i cannot remember the name of it but it's uh this is going to drive me nuts. Uh, I think it's Zorba. Zorba, Zorba yeah. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Zorba, basically. It's like a, that's like a traditional Greek song. It's such a cool song on the, on the guitar. Yeah, yeah. I, I love it. Yeah. I uh, So the Greek guitar is called the bouzouki. And it looks like almost like, a, I guess, a big mandolin. Like the back is just very deep and everything. Uh, really, really cool. Uh, has a really cool sound. Very, like, you know, um, Mediterranean, like Middle Eastern sound. I tried to pick it up for a bit. I really enjoyed it. I just, I, uh, I'm more, I was like a percussionist growing up. So I played like drums and all that. That was a little bit easier for me. Like the hand movements on guitar. I, yeah. I well, my wife's from that area. So I, I had to pick up. She's from Malta. So it's right off oh, the nice. coast. Yeah. So I was like, I got to learn some of these, like kind of that neck of the woods. <laughs> but yeah, of course. Of course. It's very, no, I got to learn something. So when you get out there, you can play. Yeah. Exactly. Have you been out to Malta? I did. Yeah. I, I've been there once and is the first time I ever left like, uh, North America. So it was very, the culture shock was real. Like I stepped off the plane and like, I didn't mean to like look at a place, but I just did like I, I, my normal everyday attire is like, you know, a band tee or <laughs> something and, or it's plaid and then like cowboy boots. So my wife was like, like, what are you doing? Like, everyone's going to think you're like, <laughs> no one's going to like you. They're going to think like, you're just some like redneck down here. And I'm like, well, I was like, I, I understand where you're coming from. They're all nice to me, though. They're it's a really great place. She she bought you a pair of loafers or something, didn't she? No, she she, she made me suffer through it. Like, and, and I understand <laughs> why you don't wear cowboy boots down there and it's sandals because like the blisters are real. Everything's hot and sticky, sticky and it's just yeah. it, it wasn't that great. <laughs> Definitely did, did not you like cowboy. Cow Sorry, Sorry. I was gonna say, did you did you wear cowboy boots the entire time down there? I did. I did have a pair of sandals when, like, we went <laughs> yeah. to the beach or, or whatnot. But it was, uh, yeah, it definitely got some interesting looks. <laughs> definitely love, unique. I mean, you won't you won't soon be forgotten out there for sure, though. You're probably the first guy to rock cowboy boots in Malta. <laughs> I was able I was able to go on my uh, streaming and I saw a couple plays. I mean, when I say a couple plays, it's probably my wife. But I saw two plays. I was like, hey, I made some sort of impact. <laughs> love that. There you go. Well, let's uh, let's talk about some of your your touring pre pre COVID. Obviously, um, you know, starting off, I guess the big break was the Boots and Hearts uh, Emerging Artist Show, correct? 
Yeah, it was. And that one for me was uh, really great because I had like my my friends and I all, we, I think we rehearsed for like three re- weeks straight. Um, you know, some guys from Bob Cage in Ontario and and uh, Millbrook and just kind of like all local boys. And we all went out to the Boots and Hearts thing and, and did it. We never really expected anything to come of it because we were playing like, you know, real country music and um, sure enough people were digging it and we made it through and uh, we're just really grateful that we were there's a lot a lot of talent in that uh, showcase so we're you know happy to be even among them nevertheless win that's awesome when did you kind of know I mean um, to even jump a little further back when did you know you wanted to pursue this as a like as a career or I mean was it ever in your mind to be to fully pursue your career from like a childhood or did it just one day you're like you know what had enough of the working life I want to chase this now well for me like I, I always wanted to be a musician like uh my mom's a musician and on my father's side my aunts and uncles you know they all play um they never chased the the dream or anything but and my grandpa you know he played every night uh, after chores were done he'd go in and sit in the living room and you know pick a gospel song or a, an old uh, Hank Snow song so <clears throat> it was always around me I think that I started pursuing it. Like I was kind of pursuing it, playing here and there. But I think I was like, I was out west. So funny enough, I like moved here when I was 19 to to work in plumbing and sheet metal uh, for my uncle's company. And I can't remember what I was doing. I was just having a miserable day, <laughs> to say the least. And uh, you know, when you're dealing with sheet metal too, it's just like you're banging tin all day, and it's just like it, it doesn't feel good on the eardrums. And I'm too stubborn to wear earbuds but uh, anyway they uh i was just kind of like you know like i do enjoy this i love trades i love working with my hands and stuff but like it's like do i want to be doing this and then you know someday when i'm 60 look back and say like I, I should have taken my shot or do i take my shot so um i had a few interesting conversations with my family and said like you know i'm moving back i'm gonna try pursuing music and uh some of them were like you're crazy and others were like all right like my dad and mom were kind of like you know right away super supportive but it was uh it was a pretty interesting conversation to have like when you're you know 21 and you're like hey like you know i'm almost halfway through this trade right now i could finish it or i could pursue my dream and uh the thing with trades is once you quit like after a year they kind of lapse and you can't you have to start all over so i was like all right so uh moved back home and you know sure enough things went really well and it was just like playing the local bars and and uh meeting the right people uh, and i was blessed to have all those things happen it's gotta be a little bit it's gotta be a little scary i mean well i sorry i'm not gonna make an assumption was it when you left was it kind of scary being like you know i'm gonna start over again wasted a year let's say um or were you like you know what screw it like even if i have to go back i'd be i'd be more regretful had i not chased it yeah that's that's kind of my mindset i was like you know i've already got this and i'm you know i have skills that i'll carry with me through my entire life um and i was really blessed to be in that company and learn from the journeyman and and how to do that i mean i I wouldn't ever call me to fix your hvac that'd be the last person i'd call (laughs) (laughs) and it's the only thing i'm really good at with plumbing is soldering i don't know you you just i wouldn't hire me that's what i'm saying (laughs) it's a good thing you it's a good thing you got out then (laughs) yeah yeah it's i mean maybe i could have got better but it wasn't looking good but um uh (laughs) It's uh, I'm I like woodworking and stuff like that. That's my my probably stronger suit. But yeah, no, I was I was like, you know what? I could always come back to this. Uh, it's always going to be there. Um, 
and you know everyone was really supportive they're just like all right like yeah you can do that there'll be a job here um if you need it obviously uh and yeah it it, it worked out for the best but you know i was i was kind of like like i'm glad i did it because I, I knew if i didn't try um then i would regret it for the rest of my life and i didn't want to be like a I wouldn't, didn't want that negative weight with me for the rest of my life, just kind of thinking of the what ifs because it can turn into a lot of like resentment and whatever else. So I, I'm glad I ch- chose to, to come back home. What um, what'd you want to be when you were a kid? A farmer. That was my, my, first, uh, my first choice. And it was like, it's interesting because uh, nowadays, like, well, I have a lot of like like siblings and family and stuff that uh, you know that my dad's got the farm now and you know he's running it and doing just dandy. So <laughs> and and my sister's in there all the time helping out. But uh, you know when I was coming up, that was what I it was expect expecting myself to do. And then it was just like there's no money in it, obviously. So it's like I didn't want to sponge off my parents. I mean, it's funny I say that because I moved back in with them after, but <laughs> I didn't want to sponge off them. So kind of took a different uh, approach but i've always loved music i i really have i always enjoyed listening to music playing music and i was like if i can do this as a career then you know that's amazing that's awesome, that's awesome. is there when you were uh now that you started to like come up and you know make a name for yourself now uh you know obviously being nominated for a junior has got to be super cool but now do you have any like bigger sites uh, do you have any sights set on bigger things? Is there like a venue you have in mind that one day you dream of playing or uh, a show, a show, a festival, something like that, that now you're pushing the bar even higher? I would say like my dream would be to play the Grand Ole Opry. Like that's uh, a big, or the Ryman, like one of those two kind of down there. That's where all my heroes have played. Um, like Randy Travis, George Jones and all, all the, you know, country greats. Like that'd be a dream to kind of stand in the same spot and you know play a tune there like they did before and uh you know that's my my goal and you know obviously breaking into the states would be really great if we could accomplish that so we're just one step at a time (laughs) of course of course (laughs) and uh you're talking about the kind of the greats that people kind of you look up to is there is there anyone that kind of in the country bluegrass type scene right now that you you kind of think highly of look up to for the reference or inspiration I, I really love what uh, Midland's doing, um, and I really love uh, what some of the like the John Party stuff as well, because they they're kind of bridging the gap. Like they're doing what uh, country radio the format is now, but they're also keeping it like really country and traditional too. So, you know, listening to some of the stuff they put out is like gives me ideas for how I want to do it. Because, and you know, I'd rather just like cover Alan Jackson songs all day if I could, but it's not going to work on. The format so seeing how they do it has been a pretty big inspiration to me very cool um i want to ask about so some of your tracks obviously we were checking you know millions of views on, on youtube which is amazing what was the first one that really kind of blew up that that you knew okay this is this is gonna be it like you know i know got your name on it was a big one in uh i think 2018 so what was the first one where you were like this is taking me to that next level I'd say it had to be Got Your Name on it because by then we'd, I think we were releasing the next song um, and then randomly, like we're gearing up for the new stuff and then randomly this thing just blew up overnight. Like we're getting, I don't even know how many views in an hour we got at one point, but like it just went from, because 
I thought the thing would get like a hundred thousand views. Like I'm, and uh, that's not because of like the, the way we did it or anything like that. It's just because like I'm a new artist, um, and you know they don't really get that support right out of the gate. But um, right when we kind of fin- thought it was peaking, it, it, things just blew up, and then we got on. Uh, 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 I can't remember artist on the rise or something like that in the states, and then just like an ins- insanity ensued after that, and it was just like a million views like a week for a little while there um and as soon as that happened and that after that like some u.s stations started picking up the song and we're like this is insane and uh at that point in my life i i don't think i was ready for <laughs> all of that to happen so we didn't really chase uh any of those opportunities but uh we, we kind of sat on it and we're like all right well we'll wait this out and you know come back in a few years when you know i'm there because i i I was really just a, a farm kid and all of that was a lot to take in. Uh, yeah, I can imagine. Like, I know, I think, so I just pulled it up right now. Got Your Name On It has almost 50 million views. Like, it's 200,000 likes. It's like an insane amount. Like, for us, we post a podcast that gets like 10,000 views. Like, we're like, yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> so I I'm, can't imagine what, you know, 50 million is like. I feel like it's just, I don't believe it still. Like, I, I really don't. I, it's like, because we're competing with, like, some of these, like, U.S. artists. But, like, you know, playing in Canada and, and through um, everything going on right now, you don't really get to live through that. So it's like, you're kind of sitting at home watching the numbers. And it's just like, I'm really excited to get back out and, and really live in that. And, and travel to some of these places where, you know, folks are listening to the music. You You made a comment about, like, when it was started to kind of, let's say take off like that you wasn't really prepared and and uh to kind of capitalize on those opportunities we actually had uh i think it was ryan shepherd a producer and dj who who uh, made a similar comment he produced a song uh with loud luxury that that just went viral like it, it was massive it blew up overnight and uh he was telling us how for him a similar thing happened like loud luxury was kind of preparing gearing up for uh, you know, potential success, and they anticipated a little bit of it over time. So when it when it rose, they were ready. And Ryan said, "You know, I kind of maybe missed a little bit of the opportunity, uh, and I wish I had prepared a little bit more." So, you know, obviously he's now continued to to grow and all that stuff. But I guess what I'm trying to get at, and my question towards you is like, was it when that happened and it catapulted? Was it a little bit like were you a little remiss saying, you know, I wish we were a little bit better prepared to capitalize on these? Or were you just like, you know what, this is great. I'm still happy with what happened. And now I just got to make sure I'm more prepared for the next time something like this happens. Yeah, I think it's exactly where you set the bar. And, uh, you know, we, um, it wasn't for a lack of belief that this song would do great. But it was, uh, we just kind of set the bar to this point. And we'd be like, it'd be really awesome if we got to this point. And then we blew past it. And, and And it was just kind of like, whoa okay well now what do we do there's no game plan in place so um since then i've been like really you know tenacious that i make sure that all this stuff is set up like i don't think i'll ever have another song that did what that did um but uh, if if i do then you know i'm prepared to like make things happen but like when that was all happening like I didn't think to tie my social media to it. I didn't think to do a million different things um, that would have uh, made, you know, my social media and everything else around it grow. But uh, my head wasn't there. I was just watching the streams go up and just 
really happy people like this song. And, I, and I'm still like that. But it's uh, like sitting back, I'm like, oh, man, like I should have I done that probably. but Or I should have done this as well. But um, lessons like this just teach you how to be prepared for the next time. It's kind of, and, and that's a great, I guess, mindset to have of it. Like you don't seem like you're like regretful at all. And it's kind of that double, it's like a double-edged sword, right? You can either really prepare for it and then maybe it doesn't come when you want it to. So then you start feeling upset and bad and saying, well, maybe I set the bar too high. Maybe I thought too highly of myself. So then on the other side, you know, you might maybe miss a little bit here or there and look back. But at the same time is probably, I'm guessing you'd probably rather be in the camp that it catapults than setting it here and, and vice versa. Yeah. Like I, I'm, I'm just like really glad that it had the success it had. And we all are really, we're, we're happy. It's a cool bragging, right? If we ever need it. But it's like, other than that, it's like, uh, if, if something in the future like that does happen, then we'll be prepared. But we're every day. I'm, I'm thankful that the video did what it did. It is, uh, Ben Nectel, the director, he, he's done like Carly Ray Jepsen's call me maybe. So this isn't his first, but it was a, a first for me. And you know, I'm, I'm really blessed that I got to work with him. Well, and you know what? It's, I was going to say having that, having a, you know, being nominated for out a country album of the year, I'm sure it's a good indication of things to come. So, I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's going to be some more opportunities coming in the future. So I think you're, you're heading in the right direction, which is great. I hope so. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> no, but even like the first time that happens, obviously you're super excited and you don't think about in that heat of the moment, you're not thinking about, Oh, I need to do this, this, and this because you just appreciate what's happening. Like I, we, we, we've had a similar situation Am I for, oh, no, I thought I was, um, we had a similar situation happen with, with our podcast. You know, we had a, a little bit of a viral moment and in that heat of the moment, we were just so in awe, like this is happening. You know, we had Tom Brady, Mark Wahlberg comment on our podcast and we're like, holy crap, this is unbelievable. Meanwhile, it's like, okay, we should have been, you know, messaging everybody in the world and trying to get them on the podcast and doing this, but we were just sitting there watching the numbers skyrocket because we'd never had that moment. So. I know what you mean. And, you know, when it does happen and we have other situations similar to that, we were more prepared the, the second time around to capitalize on it. But uh, I completely get what you're saying on that. I feel I feel like it's like there's like that starstruck factor. And that's the, I, I was in the same boat where I was so fascinated with everything going on. I didn't even think about anything else to do. I was just like, this is amazing. And I, I still think maybe if I did something if I tried capitalizing in another way, then I might have taken away from the magic that was happening. So, you know what? Maybe um, we did what we needed to do. So it's, uh, you know, I can live with that forever. It's, I'm just happy that it's still doing its thing. Is it, uh, is it a little bit, I don't know if bittersweet's the right word, but I think, I'm guessing the Junos are going to be, they're like remote, this, they're not like in person. Are they going to be like, how is it being done? And, and if you're not, you know, not being in attendance, does that take away from it at all? Or is it even just, you know, the, the thought of being there and being up on that stage and having your name there is it's kind of accomplishment enough? Yeah, I think I'm assuming it's going to be virtual. I haven't heard any different. I could be completely wrong and maybe need to catch a flight tomorrow, but <laughs> it's uh, or start driving. That's a miserable drive too. But it's uh, really awesome to be like there and, and just like even have my name on the TV for a quick second. I'm, I'm like happy. It's it's definitely uh, getting people's attention, and you know that's amazing just to be nominated. Awesome. Well, this might even be a good spot to take a, a little song break here. I know your your team said that you were interested in playing a, a, your new song for us, which would be super cool because we've never had anything like this. Yeah. So, 
this might be a, a good uh, a good little segue for it. Let's do it. Let's do, <laughs> I, I love this. You know what I mean? The thing is, like, right. what happens? Like, are we gonna get flagged on on YouTube for this? Because technically, if you're playing it, we're allowed to post this. But I have no idea how it even works. No, you're you're good. We we actually own the masters on this one, so you're okay. You're good. So we're good. No no one's gonna take this video down from us. We're good. I hope not. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right, this take it away. Good. All right. Are you going to start all tied up next to me? Make me work a little bit harder. Are you going to keep that kiss on your pretty red lips? Make me wait a little bit longer. Ooh, I'll do anything you want right now. If you don't know how much I want you, girl, we got all out to figure it out. Saved up a little bit of that fooling money, put on a little smell good, cleaned all the money off my boots, did it all for you. Took a little looking, but I found you a daisy, trying to cook up a little drive you crazy plan, doing all I can. Are you gonna slide all tied up next to me? Make me work a little bit harder Are you gonna keep that kiss on your pretty red lips? Make me wait a little bit longer Ooh, I'll do anything you want right now If you don't know how much I want you, girl We got all out to figure it out Baby, if you want, we could roll into town But I know another road that I'd rather roll down with you What's a man gotta do to even get a little more close to you? Share a slow dance in a harbor smooth. The way that you're smiling, it's got me thinking. Maybe you're feeling it too. Are you gonna slide all tied up next to me? Make me work a little bit harder. Are you gonna keep that kiss on your pretty red lips? Make me wait a little bit longer. I'll do anything you want right now If you don't know how much I want you, girl We got all out to figure it out Are you gonna slide all tied up next to me? Make me work a little bit harder are you gonna keep that kiss on your pretty red lips and make me wait a little bit longer? Ooh, I'll do anything you want right now. If you don't know how much I want you, girl, we got all that to figure it out. Solid. I love that. Thank you. So hold on, Jordy. So I'm again. I'm not the biggest country fan, but I hear country music and I just want to start like stomping my feet, dancing around, have a nice cold beer in my hand, and just like you know, yeehaw, let's go. <laughs> that's, that's like some of the stuff that's like that's what you strive for, right? Is that feeling? I, I remember like my first uh, country concert. I was like, man, uh, I was like, this is the this is the feeling. It's just like a feel good stuff. I love that. That was the fir first ever live performance in the Palace podcast. So, Jade, thank you for that. Uh, that was awesome. Oh, I appreciate it. Thanks so much.
Of course. Yeah. I wanted to say, so just on Ricky's note as well, like myself growing up in, uh, like I grew up with musical background, nah, a little bit of musical background, but I, uh, there was always a one genre, even like when I was young that I was not, I didn't catch on with early. And honestly it was country, but over the years, attending music festivals, concerts, stuff like that, it really started to grow on me kind of like early university days. I mean, we went to Western. So I'd you know, a lot of the bars, they're playing it. And I'll ne I'd never forget the one uh, that really, really made me actually become a kind of a country fan, like not a super diehard one, but one that I listen to when I'm, you know, in the car and all that. And it was seeing Chris Stapleton uh, oh, play at uh, play at Coachella. And uh, yeah, since then, I mean, I've kind of gotten more into the genre, but yeah, he, uh, when I saw him play live with this guy, he's super talented and that kind of made me fall for it. He's very traditional too in the way he sings. So it's like, um, it's funny that people are like, oh, I don't, I don't like country music because a lot of it's like pop affiliated, right? And uh, like Chris just has a way of, um, you know, bringing both worlds together and, and still making them, you know, true to the sound of country. So he's, I remember the first time I heard him on the radio, I thought it was Travis Tritt. I was like, oh, like Travis Tritt made a new song. It's like, this is great. But, and then I looked it up. I was like, there's something weird about this voice. It's different. It's like got its own unique thing. And then sure enough, it was uh, Chris Stapleton. Yeah. George, is that the concert we went to two years ago? Which concert? Remember me and you and uh, I can't remember which, who we were with, but we went to a country concert at uh, Budweiser Gardens or Budweiser Stage or Molson, Molson Amphitheater, whatever it's called. Uh, it might have been. Might have been. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. got the he big beard. Yeah, Chris Stapleton and somebody else was performing. Yeah, it was, it was yeah. him and someone else. Yeah, I forgot, actually, like, I forgot we saw him there. I, yeah, yeah. yeah it was cool. Well, I just remember because, again, for me, country music is great when you're outdoors, you've got a cold drink in your hand, I'll throw on my cowboy hat. Somehow I end up buying a cowboy hat every concert I go to, and I just never find them after. It's like you gotta I get like a good one. I rock them, I throw them, you know, a nice plaid or a flannel shirt, and I'm just ready to rock and roll. I'll, I'll show you one minute here. <laughs> yeah, get yourself one of one of these. You get like a case for it, and then like, wow. I don't know. <laughs> this is pretty fancy. Let's see. This is what we need. Yeah, you'll never lose this, and if you do, then your oh. bank account's gonna suffer. <laughs> yeah, yeah mind cute. you, your cowboy hats are uh, more expensive than mine. I'd probably buy mine at, you know, right outside the concert venue. But it's funny because, like, when I had uh, the cheaper cowboy hats, I, I never took good care of them. I was like, all right, like, you know, I don't care if this gets rained on or whatever. And um, actually, speaking of rain, my first good one I ever bought, it got rained on pretty hard at a gig in Quebec. And it, it was just deformed after that forever but so i got this one and it's my baby like I, I carry it around and it's in a case and get some interesting looks at the airport they're like what is in the metal case but <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> it's like yeah this is my carry-on uh sir what's in it uh cowboy hat yeah no there's definitely most people in calgary know what it is but like if you get into like random places like uh like flying out of ontario or somewhere like that like they kind of like all right, well, what weapons in there? And it's like, well, it's a, it's a hat. <laughs> they're like, okay. Like, what's the weapon I use on stage? <laughs> speaking of uh, speaking of Calgary, I'm get. Uh, is it safe to assume you you were out there at some point? You went to the Stampede. Yes, I got to play there. Uh, what year was it? It was 2018, I believe, or 2019. Yeah, yeah. So it's 2019. I played there. And it was the biggest crowd I've ever played for. And it's like all just like 
straight up country fans. Like they're just like you play country and they're good to go. And it, it was amazing. I've never seen so many cowboy hats in one place, and they're all the same color. So <laughs> it was like a sea of these stampede hats everywhere, and it's just like, oh my goodness, that's crazy. Well, t- talking about some of the shows you played, what are some of your favorite shows you've ever played, or in some of the favorite cities that you've been to because of shows? Oh, uh, I'd say you know, like Stampede was definitely up there uh, for sure, just because like I've never had so many people like screaming my song back at me. I didn't even know how many people knew it, so it was. You know, some of them might have been making up the words. Who knows? But <laughs> yeah, that's, sounded... me. that's me at a concert when I'm drunk, had a couple of drinks. I'm like, yeah. it sounds legitimate to me. I was like, you know, maybe they have the melody at least. But yeah, there's that one. Uh, Boots and Hearts was uh, pretty awesome. And I went on tour with Gord Banford and a lot of those um, like dive bars or whatever were a ton of fun to play. And it was a good way to come up because it was like, that's what I was accustomed to playing before I ever toured. So it was like, I'm just doing the same thing I always do, except, you know, in a tour bus uh, going across the country at, and, and seeing all these other dive bars. So it was, uh, that experience was cool. Um, I'm trying to think. Boots, obviously, was a big one. I don't know if I said that already, but yeah, like the festivals, I, I always have a ton of fun. I think the coolest moment I had was at uh, the Big Valley Jamboree, and my band actually wasn't able to make it because the Toronto airport, I guess, like the power went out. So basically, we had the, this big show in the morning we had to do, and we had no band. So and we had all the set figured out and, and all that stuff. And so luckily, and thank the heavens for this, I had um, my steel guitar player and I had a, a uh, my banjo player with me. And we just did like a gospel Sunday. Like it was like... <laughs> wow, love that. And, and the, the, I thought the promoter... The, the guys would be livid because obviously they're, they're paying for the full experience and we're like listen man they, they they can't come and i was i was a little aggravated just because like it was like come on like we we had this show planned out and we weren't able to do it but it ended up being a moment that i always remember just because i was terrified i thought people were just gonna leave and you know all these people were singing like these gospel songs and old country songs and uh it made is that one of those moments where it's like i love what i'm doing and it was just like you in an acoustic session and, and people still showed up and it, it really reinforced the love of music for me in that moment. That's great. That's awesome. I guess that like that, that's the nature of it, right? Like I, and I'm sure it's probably gonna not to say circumstances like that are going to happen more, but in general, I'm assuming, um, you know, as you continue to grow, as productions get bigger, as just more, more moving parts in the show, I'm assuming those, those kind of happen. Right. So I guess like, learn to roll with those punches you, you know having to adapt and make the best of it come kind of comes with the territory yeah i, I think in the future we're, we fly everyone out the night before because we had like <laughs> it was going to be a tight day anyway say they made it we would still have like picked them up got to the show rehearse and like that's kind of normal stuff like right now having like a year off like sitting on my couch that seems crazy but like that's what we used to do um so yeah, no, we, after that moment, we're like, all right, everyone's here, um, a night early, even if it costs extra for me, it, it's just like, I was just mortified when that happened because like, there's like four people that were supposed to be there that are now not there. Yeah. But you know what, too, there's, I'm sure a lot of people in the crowd love the fact that they got to see a, a completely different set. Like I know a lot of artists now they'll, they'll do their generic sets, but then they book shows specifically under, you know, a different alias or 
they'll do, you know, uh, just an acoustic set or a different set. I keep thinking about, you know, a lot of uh, DJs that do live sets now as opposed to, you know, they're just typical DJ sets or a lot of, you know, rock or, or country artists have do more acoustic shows, solo shows now. So they probably appreciated it too. Yeah, it was, it was a cool experience. I mean, it was like, I never imagined I'd do an acoustic set on one of the biggest festival stages in Canada. I thought it would be a big show, but I think that's what made it all the more amazing and interesting. Have you got to play many shows down in the States? Not yet. So it's like, it's, it's complicated there just because like of, of visas and, and all that stuff and kind of navigating through what you need to get together to play those shows. Um, but it's definitely on our radar. We, we have a decent fan base down there in certain parts of the States. And, you know, I would love to get down and, and play some of those bars or those stages. It, it's a dream of mine for sure. Definitely, definitely. What are some uh, cities that you would love to play in? I know you said the two venues earlier on, but what are the, some what are some other cities? Gosh, I can't even ask questions today. I'm stumbling on every question I ask. Holy crap. It's, One of it's those been days. a long week for me, too, so I understand. It's, it's been like... It's like every Saturday, you're just kind of like, oh, man, I, I'm just like, I, I don't worry. I I stumble, too. And I have really bad ADHD. So if I'm not, like, walking or, like, fidgeting, that's why I'm like this all the time. So if I'm not oh, walking I, I, or whatever, I, I can't, I don't have a clear thought. Like, I was, I was laughing at my wife because we are going through her health app. And I didn't leave the house all day, but it was, like, an interview day. So I was on the phone. But I pace when I'm walking, like, when I'm on the phone. I walk everywhere. And, like, I mean, this... I didn't leave the house and I had like 11,000 steps or something like that. And my wife's <laughs> like, like, where, where the hell did you go? Like you didn't, you didn't leave the house. And then I was like, I was literally, and the worst part is, is like, I didn't walk anywhere except around my kitchen Island. So I walked like, I guess nine kilometers around the Island in my kitchen. <laughs> Come that, on. Was, that was the same with me when we first started doing the virtual ones, we didn't do them via Skype. We literally just, phoned each other in and George held the phone up to the microphone like our first maybe like three or four during COVID so I would plug in my headphones and I would just pace in my bedroom and I just walk around the bed back and forth because again I'm the same way I just walk back and forth yeah and like the next morning I wake up and I'm like man my legs are a little sore like how much did I walk because this is at the end of the day a two hour an hour an hour hour and a half podcast pacing back and forth I'm like man I'm dead yeah it's it's not like my feet were killing and I was like I don't understand like I didn't leave the house but like then Marina, my wife, went on my phone and was like, how did you have a, like, this many steps? Like, I was, she went out for a walk and she was, like, active all day. And, like, I was, like, quadrupling what she, like, put down. And I was like, I don't know what I did. Like, this is, must be glitching. And then I thought about it. And I was like, I was on the phone for five hours walking in a circle. And I was like, but I, I was like, I hope to God I didn't walk nine kilometers the island in my kitchen. But I guess I did. <laughs> Pretty embarrassing. What are uh, like? What are some other hobbies you have? Like, you know, obviously outside of music, what do you uh, what do you do in your free time? I'm a, I'm just started getting into the video games again, man. I okay. I just like grew up playing them, and uh, now that I have all this downtime, when I'm not like taking care of the the little one, it's like sign off with my, sign off with my buddies at whatever time and just play Call of Duty. It's just amazing. <laughs> we have a couple buddies that do it too. Some of our buddies like yeah. literally crush it. Oh yeah, it's it's a good way to connect with people too. That because I most of my friends are in Ontario, so it's like easy to hop on there with them and you know see what they've been up to and you know just have fun in the interim. So did you go from Ontario to Calgary back to Ontario and now yeah. you're living in Calgary again? Correct? Yeah, <laughs> it's weird. So what's with the 
is, is it uh, just because like more of your music and stuff is based out of Calgary or so what happened is uh we were living in Ontario on the farm and like I was kind of expected I'd be like touring and everything so when uh we had the, the little one my wife's uh mom and dad live out here and I was like I'd rather you be out here when I'm on tour so you have their support with um with Levi like when we're doing this so they we moved out here and sure enough there was no shows anyhow but they've been needless to say they've still been an amazing help for for us and and it's been really cool actually like getting to know them as well yeah of course spending spending time with the the in-laws must be nice right and especially having an extra set of hands too yeah because i it was like it's funny because when i asked her dad like uh, to marry her i'd only met him like once or twice before so it was super <laughs> awkward like now i know really well but like looking back Here, it's crazy <laughs> here's this european dad thinking wow my daughter's gonna marry a guy that wears cowboy boots to europe holy crap yeah i know luckily he's he's a canadian one so he is oh, like, he's the, okay so you yes. got lucky lucky so he's, imagine asking him he'd be like uh son take off those boots now yeah he's like oh come on like <laughs> no he's uh was her mom her mom was the one that grew up down uh in malta for i think it was most of her, her life and then they just kind of visited um throughout like the summers and stuff and she'd gone back down there for a while and i went down to visit her but it was uh it was interesting, needless to say, because he was just like, he knew me and he knew my, my core values, but like he didn't know me, know me, right? So like, here's this guy sitting on his couch and it was terrifying. There's not, never been a scarier moment in my life than like, because I asked both uh, their mom and dad separately, her mom and dad separately. And it was uh, both times like, her mom was like, yeah, awesome. But like, he's like one of those like daddy, like dad dads, you know? So like, <laughs> he's kind of like, all right. Like, I think he's going to say yes anyway, but, you know, like, bef- I, w- I just want to get the question out. But he's, like, like pull- stringing me along, kind of saying, like, all right, so what do you think about, like, this? And what's your, your plans here? What are your intentions? And because he knew it was up. And then I finally just, like, I got to ask it. And he's like, yep, yeah, sure. I was like, come on. This whole time. Just been- <laughs> but so, wait, asking, asking him was more terrifying than performing in, th- in front of thousands of people? I'd say so because, like, what if he said no? Like, you know, like that's, uh, yeah, I, I would have married her anyway. But it, <laughs> it's just the way I brought, I was brought up. I feel like if I didn't ask her dad, then my old man would just be like, "Come on, like, what is wrong with you?" Like, it would just be yeah. a never-ending thing. So I, I'm glad I did, and I'm glad he said yes. <laughs> yeah, you got it. I mean, traditionally speaking, I think it's like that old way, right? You gotta ask for like their ask for their hand. So I mean. Kudos to you, honestly. Like, I, I'm none of. I don't. Me and Ricky haven't had to do, get to that point with anybody yet. But I, even in my head, thinking about it, it does seem kind Georgie of. Georgie soon. Georgie it. soon. Uh, maybe, maybe we'll see. <laughs> uh, yeah, everyone's uh, got to do it. Yeah. yeah, you you have to ask. I feel like it's just I, I don't know. We're we're both European, and that's kind of how we were raised. And I just feel like that's the the proper thing to do especially if yeah. you know your partner has a, a relationship with their family i just feel like it's it's something that should be done yeah, that being so said true. i'm so far away from that i got i got years to before i have to worry about that and the next the next worst thing that happens is we we have your wedding ring on it deforms your finger i didn't even notice i took it off for the first time and lord knows how long and i was like my finger is like shrunk like the other rest of it's grown and the rest of it is interesting so it's like it's the only bad thing that comes out of marriage is it's just like a deformed hand. But other than that, you're good. 
<laughs> That's awesome. Glad to hear. Glad to hear all good signs so far. <laughs> I wanted I wanted to ask something. So when I look when I looked up like where you were uh, where you're from originally in, in Ontario, I'm gonna be honest, I've never heard of this this town and I'm gonna pronounce it as best I can. Is it Baileyboro? You nailed it. It's Baileyboro. Ah, all right. So it's outside of Peterborough, I guess, but like how it's a small town. Like what's it like growing up out, out, out there? It's a small town within a small town is the best way to explain it. Because like the town, like my address was a Millbrook address, but like we we're a mile out from the Baileyboro gas station. So it was, uh, it's pretty interesting because it, like there's these two small towns, they all go to the same high school and everything like that. But it's like, like Baileyboro, you literally blank and miss it. Like there's a gas station, there's a place called Doodoo's which I urge everybody to go to. If you're passing from Toronto to, to Peterborough on Highway 28, let's stop in at Dudos, Dude, sorry, Dudu's, and they have like the best butter tarts. Hands down, the best butter tarts you'll ever have in your life. And good breakfast too. So it's, uh, I've, I've been there, I frequent there all the time. Jordan, you got to make sure you cut that clip and send it to them. That's a big plug right there. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> Diane from, they're just sweet, sweet people and, you know, you'll run into, you'll probably run into half my family at certain parts. I know, I think my uncle Gordon goes there for breakfast sometimes. And, you know, the, that's what farmers do. You know, that they go to that local diner, they have breakfast and then, you know, they get on with their day and you harass their young ones to do all the, the hard work. I love that. Yeah. So that's, uh, you know, being big, I, they were big city guys, right? Grew up in Toronto and all that stuff. But, um, I can, I kind of have a bit, I can visualize a bit what it's like. I mean, my, my, my dad came from Europe as well, from a very small town. So when you go back, it's like, you know, maybe even small, it's like 500 people. So really, really small. Um, you know, you always kind of like being, being grown up in a big city, you always kind of dream of like what it would be like to be in a town like that. And the thought of it's kind of cool. You know, you have that, those local spots, it's more, everyone knows everybody rather than just being a, a number and a face in a crowd out here. It seems kind of cool to have that that um connection with the community it's it's strange because it's like it's busy in different ways where like there's the hustle and bustle of the city everything is kind of local and it's handy like you're just kind of busy like you have to chop wood for the winter or just simple stuff like that is so it's just as crazy but in a different sense like you know i wouldn't suggest you walk off to take a morning pee like in toronto off your front porch but you can do that in the country it's it's uh <laughs> it's kind of it's the perks. yeah there's there's winds to you know being in either place and for me actually moving to Calgary we we uh our place here is still kind of in town so it's really weird because as growing up on a farm you didn't we weren't able to really order um, food most of the time so now that I have like Uber Eats or whatever uh, or I just call the restaurant I've been trying to do that more often more than not but uh. It's handy. Like you can get, get anything you want. So it's like through through this whole COVID thing, I'm just like, well, what is there to do today? And like, you know, I'm gonna get a wrap from this place, or you know, like this place has a good steaks, you know. So it's it's terrible for me to be in the city because I just like <laughs> I'm not productive. I can go upstairs and cook or go to a grocery store that's a minute away from my my place. Like, but I just haven't been doing that. <laughs> the convenience get the convenience gets you for sure. Oh, oh, it does. A hundred percent. I wanted to, uh, have one question. Yeah. You know, being out in Calgary, I guess is very similar. I, w- I would say to being in like the South of the States in terms of the music scene, more like the country and the rock and roll and all that stuff. 
Would you ever relocate? Um, if you're, you know, if your career continued, would you consider ever relocating to like a Nashville or a Texas or something like that to, to pursue it further? Or are you kind of want to stay true and, and stick, stick to Canada? Oh, absolutely. We're actually planning to move to Nashville uh, in September. So in the fall, we're, we're going to be heading down that way. And, and uh, you know, Lord willing, we'll start off there and see what happens. But it's been uh, a big discussion. We are going to go there last year. Uh, couldn't really afford it at that moment. But uh, now we're kind of been saving our pennies. And, and we're like, all right, let, let, let's do this. Like, let's make the leap. But so we'll see. I'm, I'm really excited, nervous, all of that. Have you, if you, do have you been down, down there? I was going to say, if you make it down there, me and Georgie are big Tennessee Titans fans. So we'll, uh, we'll definitely catch you down there for, uh, for a football game and then see you play at, a, at the local spot later. Genius. I love it. Man, I, love, I like the Titans, too. I'm an Eagles fan, but they're my second favorite for sure. Okay, okay. So we got that. Um, have, you ever, have you been down to, to Nashville just to like, uh, take in, I mean, just to visit, like taking the scene from, uh, from that perspective? Oh yeah, I've done like all my albums down there. Like that's where we do like the majority of recording. And uh, oh, cool. you know, it's amazing. It's a really creative place, and everyone really builds each other up. It's like a, a really great sense of community. Like everyone's like, hey, like, um, like what kind of music you into? Everyone's actually like genuinely interested in what you have to do or say. Yeah, it's an that's- awesome, awesome city. Everyone very friendly, but even from like uh. You know, you talked about earlier playing like, you know, the local dive bars and watering holes and all that stuff. And then like playing in like Nashville is so interesting because like the, the strip there and everything, it, it feels like a big and glitzy and everything's there. But then you walk in and it, everyone feels like a dive bar for the most part. So it's got a really yeah. cool balance. And I, I can't even imagine from the artist side what it's like to play those venues that are historic. But it's got such a really cool feel to it because it, it looks like Vegas Boulevard almost, but like the country sense. But it feels kind of homey as well when you're there. It really does. It's it's a, such an amazing experience. It's just like holy leftins. Like <laughs> it's, it's pretty nuts. Like I, I I the first time I was down there, like I wanted to move there immediately. I was like, hey, I don't have the money to live here, but like maybe I'll just like find a sidewalk the rest of every night. I was so in love with the the city and the town, and it's still very country, like down home, and like everyone you know holds the door open for each other kind of attitude um but it's just like you know people are also into music and they are actually interested uh in what you're doing and uh everyone has the same agenda they just want to see everyone ex- succeed and you know that's kind of like the narrative i want in my life that's the narrative i want my son to follow in his life and just building people up and it's all there that's awesome really cool um jane i want to ask something kind of random what is um what's one thing that people don't know about you or something that they can't Google, they can't find online. What's like that, that secret thing about you or mm-hmm. that maybe not so secret thing. Well, my new thing now is I love cooking. That's like a, a new thing that I haven't really told anybody And it. Mind you, I only have like a one meal special. Like I, what is it? It's literally steak. I make the best steaks. I, I just got a cast iron pan and you know, I, I would like to challenge like any other country music artist to beat my steak. I don't think they can. Wow! I'm very confident. I'm very confident. That's oh, it. You got that. Oh, you shear, that. shear it. Put the butter in. You're pouring it on oh, top. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's the secret is in like the way you season it. And I found like a little secret um, that I've been using, and and it's like for the first while though, because like 
I was like, what am, what's my new hobby going to be during COVID? And I was like, I got to cook steaks. And, you know, the first, like, while, it was pretty bad. Like, uh, <laughs> just because, like, I didn't know you need to get let them get to room temperature. Like, I, I didn't know any of that stuff. So it was like, I'd, I'd cook it. And I'd be like, why did last time my steak cook, like, the right way? And now it's, like, blue rare. Like, what's going on, right? So I was like... <laughs> It was just is a really interesting uh, learning experience, but I think I've got it now. And you know, I might we, be I might be cocky. Like there's probably someone <laughs> out there that could just roast me when it comes to this, but you know I think I'm great. So that's all that matters. <laughs> well, uh, we you know you were the first one to do a live performance here, so maybe uh, you know once you get settled in in Nashville and we you know, we find a football game to go to, we'll find another co- you know country singer or musician out there who has a claim in cooking. We'll bring it together with the first cook-off on the past podcast. Not if they're from the States, man. Those guys own barbecue. <laughs> I'd, I'd get destroyed. I would well, get demolished. We'll stick okay. to the Canadians then. Yeah. Like, and if we do pick one, just like make sure that like they, they don't know how to cook. Like you got to figure out. Like, does this this person look like he can cook? No, no. Okay. Well, this is easy. We'll give, we'll give them the shitty pan. You get the good yeah. one. <laughs> just like, I don't know what you need to do. Just like spray paint it or something. Just... <laughs> No, they won't help tell the difference. We'll sabotage what they're right. doing. The Canadian, we're gonna stick together, us Canadians here. We got you. Don't worry. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> um. So, so Jade, what's on the um? Obviously, COVID is is limiting a lot of travel and a lot of shows. Obviously, but what's on the agenda for 2021 for you? Well, we got a ton of new music. Like, we've, I've been blessed enough that uh, all day I have time for writing. So that's what I've been doing every day, and. You know, connecting with some amazing people that I would not normally get the opportunity to write with just because it's like um, normally their schedules are full with rights and stuff. So it's been really amazing getting to meet all these new like individuals and, and be working with them. Uh, so, yeah, we're, we're creating a new like album. That's the direction we're heading for. But we're uh, not sure what songs we're going to pick. We're not sure what, what, what we're going to do, but we're getting there one day at a time. I love that. Awesome. Well, well, Jade, we're usually we're nearing the park, George. Unless you got anything else? No, it's I, been uh, it's been a pleasure catching up. I get getting to getting to know you, and obviously, uh, before Ricky takes it away here, uh, you know, best of luck with this, like with what's happening. Congrats again with the, the Juno nomination. You know, it's a big deal, uh, Canada, and big deal in the music scene. So hopefully, uh, we continue to see more fifty million uh, download hits in the future, and all the best with that. I appreciate it so much, and, and thanks so much for taking the time to talk to me, guys. I, I really appreciate it and really enjoyed this. No, of course, of course, and uh, obviously that being said, anytime you're in the city of Toronto, please reach out to us. We can do a cooking, we can have some steaks, or you can come to the studio. We'd love to hear some more music and have you play live in our studio, too. That'd be awesome. Just In general, we, we always say this, but one of the coolest parts about having this podcast is that we get to sit down with such amazing and brilliant people, and you're obviously doing amazing things, and you know, we wish you all the best with the Junos because you know it'd be great to see you uh, your name called up on stage there. That'd be amazing. I appreciate that. Yeah, um, but yeah, we've got two questions we always ask every guest that comes on our show. Um, the first, if there was a movie about your life, who would you want to star as you? Could be anyone from any point in time. Brad Pitt. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I, 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 a lot of people would say Brendan Fraser because I, I get that. All I don't know why they're like you look exactly like Brendan Fraser. I'm like. I love I love his acting, so maybe him. I'll pick him. <laughs> okay. You know what's so funny? I just watched Troy last night with Brad Pitt. Oh, so good. So oh, good. I was just like, man, I forgot how good that movie is. Hector! Just unbelievable. 
Hey, with, with the hair, you can kind of pass for him. With the hair, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. He's got dyed a little blonde. That's it. I was gonna maybe hit the gym a little more, and then. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the last question we have before we go: uh, If you could give one piece of advice to your younger self, what would it be? Uh, just be authentic. Just be you. That's uh, that's how anyone in this business or any business really can succeed. And you just have to be genuine, because people know what what is fake and what isn't fake, and you're you're not gonna be happy if you're anyone but yourself. Love, Love that. that. Great advice. Yeah. Uh, Jade, if people want to find out more about you, what you're doing, where can they go? How can they find you? Uh, just type my name into Instagram or, or Facebook or any of those platforms. I'll, I'll be on it. I just got a TikTok thing, but I don't know how to use it. But I'm learning. You can learn with me. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. There you go. I, I made a TikTok at the beginning of COVID, and uh, it's uh, sometimes it can get funny. Me and me and the mom and dad, uh, we had a good, we had some good laughs on it earlier. But again, appreciate you coming on, taking the time to chat with us. It's been an absolute pleasure. We'll make sure we share all the uh, all your links to all your socials in the uh, in the comments. And yeah, other than that, it's been a blast, guys. If you made it to this part of the podcast, please subscribe, follow us all on socials, and that's it. Signing off, pals. Cheers. Awesome. Cheers, guys. You like to drink and to smoke to take away the pain, and I don't remember all of my mistakes and every high. Got alone, no one thing. You're not alright. I'm not alright.